much time do you want for your progress? progress. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Clatter Chatter on Things That Matter, the podcast that is intellectually engaging, theologically reflecting, encouraging sociologically, imagining ways in which we can live. Thank you for spending this short amount of time with us. We promise you that you will not regret a moment of it. Shout out to Trevor Smith and B.J. Herbert for commissioning this fantastic music to get our minds going on things eternal, positive, and fulfilling life's purposes. Today is February the 11th, 2022, uh, Black History Month. Uh, the month in which we celebrate the founding of the African Methodist Episcopal Church, and we'll say a little bit about that. Dr. Hayes, will you greet the people today? Well, good afternoon. Wonderful to be. They'll be here. All right. I want to play this uh, real quick clip from ABC News anchor Brian Pitts, Byron Pitts from last year. Uh, February 1st, 2021, and it's a recapitulation of the history of uh, this month. And I want to just play a little bit as we dive into today's conversation, why history is so important. February means is officially Black History Month, a federally recognized celebration that gives every American a chance to reflect on how African-American achievements have contributed to U.S. history and how African accomplishments have impacted the world. But what's the history of Black History Month? It all started with this man, Dr. Carter G. Woodson, known as the father of black history. In the early 20th century, while earning a master's degree from the University of Chicago and a Ph.D. from Harvard, Woodson grew increasingly frustrated with racist representation and exclusion of African-Americans in books and conversations that shaped history. So in 1915, he joined forces to establish the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, which is now known as the Association for the Study of African-American Life and History. Led by Woodson in 1916, the organization launched the Journal of Negro History, which published African-American history and honored the achievements of people with African descent. In 1926, on the second week of February, Woodson and the ASNLH organization launched Negro History Week to promote the study of black history in universities, schools, and the black community. So why February? Their group originally chose the second week of February to include the birthdays of Frederick Douglass, who escaped slavery to become an abolitionist and civil rights leader, and Abraham Lincoln, who signed the Emancipation Proclamation. The growing awareness highlighted achievements in race pride within the black community and gave all Americans a new understanding of black culture. And during the civil rights movement, civil rights workers opened freedom schools in the South, which embraced the week to celebrate the message, among other things. As black studies programs spread the movement to universities and campuses across the nation, the week transformed into Black History Month. In 1976, President Gerald Ford officially declared February Black History Month, urging Americans to seize the opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history. And the rest, as they say, is history. All right, Dr. Hayes. Um, 
Just wanted to educate a few people just in case we got it confused or even twisted about the importance of contributions um, of uh, black folks in America. And I, I'm saying black for a particular reason because our, our group in this social construct has often been um, kicked to the curb when black folks have contributed so much, not only to the economy as free labor with the slavery trade or the tra- uh, slave industry, but also the inventions of black folks, even from the harpoon that gave the whalers uh, on the New England coast great wealth that included the Rockefellers, that old money on the East Coast. They couldn't have done it without the harpoon invention by a black man that gave the oils from the whales an industry that was pretty lucrative for that long old money in the New England states. I went to the, when I was at, uh, in Boston uh, a few years ago, I was just blown away with that history of even the harpoon was created by a black man and his family, as, as most black inventions, did not get the credit um, and, and others have, and they grew great wealth. So there's savage inequality still amongst um, black folks, uh, even inventing, even today, intellectual properties, uh, et cetera. So talk, Dr. Hayes. I, I, and I didn't realize the origins of Black History Week was because of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln's birthday, um, sandwiched mm-hmm. in between. I mean, I thought I knew, but I didn't know, so I'm grateful to have that revelation knowledge today in my 53rd year of life. I had no idea that was why we had Black History Week. I always thought it it coincided with the founding of the African Methodist Episcopal Church, the honoring of the um, uh, also uh, Bishop Richard Allen, born on February 14th, Richard Allen and Absalom Jones, and we'll talk about that a little later. Yeah, it all coincides. February is is a a short month, but a full month in terms of people who were born that made great contributions to our so-called civilization. I think um, it's important for us to continue to restate um, the involvement of, of black people and the invention that, for which they got no credit because they had no patent. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, all kinds of things were invented to make work easier because, of course, most of the work was being done by black folk. And it still is, truth be told. Um, and, 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 it, and it still is being done by the inventions, the ingenuity, um, uh, the imagining ways in which things could be better has continued to be the gift of black folks and also historically marginalized people. You just figure out a way to be inventive, to make it better. And women, and women have been so instrumental. Uh, There's a woman that was involved in the development of the GPS. There was a woman involved in the development of the vaccine. 
And these names, of course, I don't have them at the tip of my tongue, but we recognize that uh, it was the involvement of black women who brought these things to bear. And through the inventive mind and creativity of black people, a lot of things, I would even venture to say most things were developed to make life uh, easier for people. And and what's so interesting is I know um, at the university that in which I work, um, one of the things that the multicultural support person brought here to fore was celebrating others' uh, race or ethnic groups month, and I had no idea that there were others who had months. And I believe that that Black History Month opened up the doors for us to recognize uh, uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, um, to recognize indigenous indigenous people. Uh, Of course, we've always Mm -hmm. had June as the month of pride uh, within Mm. the LGBTQ community, but it all started with the, the mind and the imaginations of Dr. Carter G. Woodson. Uh, and his forward thinking to have as historical records the the history of black folks. And what's so sad, Dr. Hayes, is this. And and I'm it's sad that black folks don't want to know their history or tell their own story. And it doesn't have to be in a textbook. Tell your family story. And if you can't go back beyond your mud deal, your grandmother, your grandfather, start with you. So that your children and your children's children and their children could at least have a, a, a marker of history with you. And I'm so grateful that my family uh, impressed upon me, my da- dad's side of the family especially, uh, to go as far back as I could to know the origins, even the roots of the Igbo tribe in Nigeria, to the mulatto side of my family, to the even the French side of my family and the Irish side of my family. And I'm so and the and the native side of my family. It is amazing. But I know the story that on my mother's side of the family is not unusual for a lot of black people who had to run under the cover of night mm-hmm. for safety. And maybe that's the reason why folks have been afraid to tell because, you know, they, they would end up being lynched or they may have done something to avenge the tar and feathering. That's what happened on my mother's side of the family. My, my great grandfather's brother was tarred and feathered right before their very eyes. And my grand, mm. great grandfather, um, took his family under the cover of the night and they had to change their name. Because my great-grandfather, I think, did something that was kind of a renegade at that time. But uh, it's it's amazing, if if that makes sense. And we can go all the way back to get those legend stories or those folk tales. And, and I guarantee you, there's truth embedded. Just like the Underground Railroad, the secrecy, the coding, the code switches. We can, we can tell a story without literally telling the story. We leave it to your imagination to decipher and decode. And that's the gift, Dr. Hayes, of what kept us safe. You know, um, that that coded language. We, uh, the Bible tells us that if, if you can't, uh, oh, I don't know if the Bible, it does say we have moanings too deep for words. 
Uh, I think that's been a code for us. Sometimes we can say, mm-hmm, and we know exactly what that is. Mm, mm, mm. We, know what that, we know exactly what that is without saying a word. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm, you know, you don't have to say nothing. Mm-hmm. But we find ways to communicate. I mean, we are great communicators, you know. We use the drums to communicate and to, and to uh, send signals. The Indians learn how to, to make smoke signals, you know. Mm-hmm. So we are creative and innovative in terms of ways uh, was that we do have uh, the spiritual root that always seeks to connect. And um, spirit reaches spirit. And as, as we uh, operate and develop, as a race of people, we have always known those coded ways to communicate. And uh, one of the things that's, that's really important for us is music. When I think about the uh, Negro spirituals that were essentially code language for helping people as they escape to know what time it was, to know where to go, and uh, which path to take. So it's part of our history, uh, this innate spirituality and the desire to connect with one another. I think we talk about it all the time when we go into large groups. We look for people who look like us. And if we don't see someone who looks like us, we, we have a certain uneasiness. But when we see our group, all of a sudden we feel more relaxed. So that's the connection that is unspoken, unwritten. But we all recognize it and we know it when we see it. Yeah, it is. um, It's amazing, actually, how we can uh, go through. And and you made me uh, think I want to just play this little bit. Uh, the spirituality and the connectedness and what this means and how we can communicate without even communicating because that was safe. That's what kept us safe from hurt, harm, and danger. And and we still, to some extent, utilize that with our nonverbals, et cetera. And it confuses the enemy. Uh, It's almost like the whole symbolic of jumping the broom uh, because the master wouldn't let the slaves um, marry, and so the the slave community would have a secret ceremony, and they would lay that broom out, and folks knew that folk these two are couples now, because we witnessed the jumping of the broom. It's you know I get to thinking, and it just hurts me to think why in the world would would folks have to work so hard to be so damn inhumane, Doctor Hayes. Why you- because they wanted to prove that we were not human. The lengths to which those people, I, I, it's incredible the degree of cruelty that they were able to engage in just to, just to prove the false point that we were not human. And the sad reality is it's still happening today. And, and the, the dog whistle, the, you know, um, in terms of hearing a fake story 
that was a fake scandal that was launched on Fox News about uh, President Biden and the crack pipe. That's coded language that white folks are using because crack hits the black community. He ain't talking about no daggum fentanyl or opioids. You know, get that out there. No. Get that out well, the let's area. Talk, yeah, let's talk about crack. Crack was the cheap, the cheap version of cocaine. Absolutely. And it was and intentional. It was, and because we couldn't afford to snip the total cocaine, we would melt it down and make it Stretch. Ingenuity. Ingenuity. <laughs> inventiveness. So, yeah. Crack pipes were developed by black folks. That's another inventive, whether you, you know, mm-hmm. want to think about it that way or not. But mm-hmm. these are, these are, as you say, coded language. There's, there are certain things that you throw out there that you know are primarily affecting black mm-hmm. people. They're taking our jobs. They're going to rape our Girls, they're gonna, you know, make our neighborhoods go down. You put low income housing in a place, it's gonna be run down by those people. Come on, everybody low income. You know why? Because ain't nobody God, and God is the only one that owns everything. So go someplace and take three seats. Wasting our time trying to keep up with something that, that at the end of the day, you can't take it with you, and it's gonna be gone when you gone. So just live. And be all right. And I think that's the story that, that's kept black people going. We ain't never had nothing. We ain't going to have nothing. So just live the hell out of life, Dr. Hayes. Because that's freedom. Well, that's I freedom. think we might enjoy life. And I'm sorry that some people don't. Yeah. I don't care how much money they have. They never truly learn how to enjoy life. That's so freedom. So we, we, we have discovered the secret of, of life and the joy that comes in just being connected with other people. And I think that's what, that's what saves us. That's what keeps us. And that's what's going to make us successful. I mean, anytime you can play a game of spades all night long and just having a good old time slamming a big joke and a little joker down, Coming up with your trumps. Can't nobody play cards as hard as us. Can't nobody play checkers as hard as us. Can't nobody play chess as hard as us. Can't nobody participate in Olympics as hard as us. (laughs) When we do it, we do it to the fullest and with great excellence. And it's exciting because we bring that exuberance, that entheos, (laughs) that charis, because it's who we are. Well, yeah, we possess we possess the fundamentals of everything. And so it's always a greater strength in things that we do. It's like uh, Alice Walker said, it's like purple is the lavender. We're always purple, Mm -hmm. richer, deeper, fuller. Mm -hmm. And everything else is an offshoot. It's a, it's a derivative or it's a mutation Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the original. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't understand that, but but we do. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Hayes, as we finish up this podcast, I want to um, play this version uh, by Paul Robeson, one of these coded songs that carried our people um, to Freedom Land.
could not stand, let my people go. So we declare that today. We've been oppre- right. we've been oppressed so hard we could barely stand. And we declare today, whoever the Pharaohs are, to just let us go. Just let us be. Let us be. <laughs> and so it is. And so it is. Amen. Hey. It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to have you join in with us today. Remember that everything will be all right until we meet again. Stay safe and well.